Sam and Patty's applesauce and onions. Nom nom nom. Oh no, now I'm a zombie. You're listening to the Survival Podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. This is Zombies Ate My Podcast. Yeah, they're dead. There Listen like your life depends on it. Broadcasting to you alive from the Zamp Command Center here in wonderful New Hampshire where it doesn't matter if I come with you or not. I'm taking this food. I'm taking it because it's mine. It's mine. Not yours. Mine. Mine? I'm stomping my feet because it's mine. <laughs> Rick. You're such a <laughs> baby. Such, such a bully. My name is Bob Fournier and joining me as always... My fellow survivors, underground in a secure location to the north, it's the busy zombie lord himself, Lou Page. I want to throw a temper tantrum like that. <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> I can't even remember the last time I threw a temper tantrum. <laughs> It'll be pretty soon here when we talk about this episode. But, also joining us, mm. over the wall, because Game of Thrones is coming back. Oh, when? Canada's, Canada's own Ryan Murphy in March, right? <laughs> Oh, April. yeah. April, sorry. Right. March. They keep pushing it. Like, you know, like I remember it premiered in March for the longest time. Or maybe it was always April, and I just wish it was April. Could be. No, it I think be. it was March. They're pushing it back for HBO Go. Right. Well, you know what? At least it won't be interrupting our Walking Dead talk, because Walking hey, Dead ends in March. If we had a Game of Thrones podcast, what would it be called? Uh, Over the Wall and Through the Woods. I don't know. All right, that sounds good to me. Yeah. Uh, so we're back on our regularly scheduled uh, broadcasting here, but we're only going to talk about one episode of Walking Dead at a time because there is so much to talk about. Um, but first, we should break it down. We've got some zombie news this week. The virus has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions and then is spreading rapidly. All right, first up on the zombie chopping block is a little short animated film. Is it stop motion? It's clay, right? I, I believe it the I believe it is. It looks yeah. clay. Claymation, short film, yeah. It's about a uh, a med student and his zombie. It's only like seven minutes long. It's um it's pretty funny, actually. It had some good comedy to it. I, I, it's very clever. There's a couple of things I thought that maybe they could have touched on. Like since he's a med student, maybe he realized he could practice on the zombie kind of thing and they sort of hint towards yeah. the end but they, I felt like they they missed an opportunity on it but that's fine Yeah, no, it was I, funny I laughed yeah, quite a bit actually yeah it was good I, I think I'm a sucker for a lot of this um, stop motion or clay you know anything animated zombie wise like these shorts are always good because you know they they get a little little tiny plot and this one it was just really funny I thought it had some really good comedy to it yeah no, it's it's it reminded me of um the old uh, Wallace and Gromit type little skits. Yes, that's yep. what it is. Yeah, and yep. it's just it's uh it's really good. You keep expecting it to go in a in a dark in a dark area, but it it's and it very like it never does. And that's what's great about it cuz it's light yeah. it's lighthearted. Like there's nothing wrong with taking this genre that we love in zombies and just making it something that's 
cute and and funny and just you know quirky yeah right which is what this is it's it's very Wallace and Gromit and uh, except it's kind of turned the other way around where the human is uh, is smart and the zombie's kind of a kind of a doze but uh, no it's uh, it's interesting and it's very British because they're making tea uh, and the zombie makes tea not very well but you know what it's, it's, yeah what's the really British cool. people in their tea I don't know teas I don't know coffee sucks I don't know do they all put frogs in it too I that might just be France. I, I really don't know. <laughs> there, now we've offended everybody in Europe. Yeah, so. there we go. We're done. It, it, there, now I offended I job, everybody in Europe. Because <laughs> I said Europe was was England <laughs> and France. Sorry. <laughs> Show's over. Yeah. Well, you know what? We also have another um, uh, actual feature-length movie to talk about, and that's um, Maggie. We talked about this a little while ago. Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger, man. Uh, he's... <laughs> It's it's Maggie, right? That's what it's called. Yes. And this looks kind of dramatic. Now, is anyone is anyone upset that like every time we talk about this show from this website, the Daily, we get a lot of our news from DailyDead.com. If you guys aren't subscribed to that, you um, should. Yeah. You should be, be and, and just skip like the zombie related stories because you'll hear us talk about them. You don't want to spoil it or anything, but um, they've used the same five images every time we've looked at an article about yes. this movie. Yes, they have. It's well, they've really really released a lot of images, though. I even heard a rumor somewhere that this has been sitting on a shelf for, like, over a year because the studio didn't want to put it out. Really? So, I, it's just a rumor I heard. Yeah, I think and, this uh, this girl's like, is, is basically, is she Scarlett Johansson, right? Like, this is like a movie from, like, 15 years ago. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, I know. I think that they they probably shot this, like, Right after he stopped being a politician, and he just remember he was like snapping up as many projects as he could. Yeah. So yeah. Well, that's you know what though, like when I see Arnold Schwarzenegger, I want to see action. Yeah, I don't uh, like this is on my list of I'm gonna watch it because it's a zombie movie, but I'm not super excited about it. I'm not. I, I don't know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, if you've seen him, the guy, okay, he's a he's a pretty decent actor. Don't get me wrong, but I like watching him. But I like watching him in those action intense movies. You know, mm-hmm. um, even that movie that just came out with him, like I think it's called Sabotage or something. Yeah, and uh, that was intense but good. Like it was fun to watch. I just don't see Arnold Schwarzenegger being a loving, caring um, person, a father. You know, and I don't know. It looks like it's going to be kind of tough to watch. Yeah, well, we're not gonna. We're gonna get to see it May eighth. I'm judging that just from five pictures. <laughs> this, fi- is gonna be a, this is gonna be a bad one. We've had a long time to study these five pictures, Bob. I know. I feel like I know what's gonna happen exactly in the movie. <laughs> the girl turns. Of course. Oh wait, that's and, right. The plot. And their relationship is tested. Right. You can tell because uh, Schwarzenegger is a little upset. He looks a little upset. It yeah. might be because there's no zombies to kill. It could also be because his crop is on fire. I think that's what's happening in the background of one of those. <laughs> yeah, he might be a little, might be a little pissed off. Yeah. Um, do we have Lou back? now? We've lost Lou. He's coming. He's coming back here. Come on, Lou. Oh dear. He's he said it, the call dropped. It looks like it's bringing him back in. Uh, you know, from now. Hi. Welcome back. Oh, Lou. Lou's back. Good. I'm glad the Skype call held up. Uh, how did you All feel right. about it dropping you? <laughs> I guess it was kind of funny, really, well, if you think about it. Well, I guess he had to be. Uh, <laughs> I'm out of loops. 
Really? You don't have any more loot clips? They're on a, somewhere else in this computer. <laughs> Maybe we should drop them from the call and then bring them back in. All right, Oops. yeah, drop them and bring them back in. Uh, yeah, no, I don't want an instant message. There, okay. He this, should... whole, this whole time we've been kind of making fun of him and we should have just been calling him. I, I think he's going to have to... He's he's dropped completely now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, adding him to the call. Hey, all right, let's continue. He right, he's back. There's Lou. Hey, Lou. hi. And that wasn't me just joking around, uh, trying to get Bob to play more clips. <laughs> he actually is back. Lou, Paige, are, are you with us? I am. All right, welcome back to the show. Yeah. Uh, we're at the end now. No, I'm just <laughs> yeah, uh, we we blew through it all. Yeah. Hopefully you didn't have anything to talk about. But no, now that you're back, Lou, we're going to keep talking uh, feature length here and go over uh, The Walking Dead, season five finale, 90-minute runtime. That's crazy. About now, time. is runtime um, with ads or is it without ads? It'll be with ads. So it'll be about probably like 70 minutes, probably. Yeah, probably. 75, yeah. rather. Mm, maybe, give or take, yeah. I, I think this is great and... This, I love it. This is a hint. I think this is a hint that we're getting our we're getting our explosive ending, and we all. I mean, we can. If you're a comic book reader, you, you obviously know what you want, but I just. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I'm not that far in the comics, and we're gonna get to Walking Dead, you know, later on. But I just wanted to highlight that. Yeah, the season finale premiering March 29th, 9 p.m. Eastern, 90 minutes long. Like we like that. That means something. Like that's. That's so we huge. got a we got a little while to go. March 29th is the release on the the finale. Uh, Greg Nicotero is directing the episode, and um, the special effects guru. Um, what's this episode called? Do we know what it's called yet? Ah, uh, no. Remember, is it that's episode twelve? Yeah, they, no. they don't have a name for it yet. I don't think. Okay, because that's probably gonna that's gonna give some some cards away. I think there's a lot of speculation going on out there, and there's some yeah, you know what? I won't talk about it on the show, but there's some spoilers about death scenes that rumors are floating around that's already been filmed. Really, and not confirmed, but really pretty close to the source of rumors of people. Like it looks like one major character might still bite it at the end here. Yeah, uh, I- but you never know. Yeah, it, it, this is really interesting. I think the ninety minute, you know, I love it. I love ninety minutes. I there's so many times where I've wanted to see a Walking Dead finale ninety minutes worth because they could do it, don't you think? Oh yeah, I mean, it really, what it is is it gives them more time to set up the next season, right? Yeah. Oh, like, absolutely. We're not gonna get, we're gonna get a cliffhanger, of course, but we're not gonna get a a rushed cliffhanger like we're gonna get, like game of thrones look at what game of thrones does like basically their last episode is two is a double episode right because they have the, usually the yeah. season finale and then they have the epilogue episode so with yeah. this we're gonna get the season finale and then a half hour epilogue and, and i think that's awesome and i'm looking forward to it but where we are right now in the season compared to where how much left we've got to get to the season finale that's four episodes or five episodes before the season Five, finale. I think. Five. Yeah, well, that's a lot of time uh, to set up new stories. And the way this season's progressing, I don't think they're going to wait around to get around to it. So I think we're going to know what's happening in the season finale in the next couple of weeks. Like, we're going to have an idea, I think. 
Also, in the picture on this website, it looks like Judith is very uncomfortable while Rick's holding her. Well, yeah, she's trying to jump like that. Yeah, she's done. Yeah, she's like, I um, want that gun. I, I also want to say something that photos from this this shot led me to believe. I forgot about the uh, girl on the far end in the photo. Was she even in this episode we're going to talk about? Uh, very briefly. Like, uh, you're talking about the one that was kind of like looked like she was in love with Glenn for a little bit. Yeah. Oh. Glenn saved her. Yeah, she was in here yeah. real quick. She's okay. actually only been in the episodes real quick. She's not in love with Glenn. She's a lesbian. Yeah, but remember when she you kind of got the feeling that she liked Glenn because he saved her? Right, right. You remember that? Back yes. in like yeah. way back in the day in season 4. Right, right, yeah. right. But like I it just dawned on me when I saw the photo I was like, "Oh wait, yeah, she's with them." I don't remember seeing her in the episode we're going to talk about at all. Yeah. Well, you know what though? Before we talk about that episode, we got a segment to bring back. Yeah. It's an amazing segment. I love it. Ryan, Mm. did you go to the movies? I did. Ooh, what'd you see? I saw Serpent and the Rainbow. Serpent in the Rainbow from 1988. 1988. Yeah, yeah, 1988. It's a it's a film. I'll try Classic. to exp- I'll try to explain. It. Now I found it's it. It's a Wes Craven joint, right? Before we get too yes. far. Yes, it okay. is a Wes Craven joint uh, featuring Bill Pullman, the very lovable uh, Bill Pullman, mm. who was who is awesome in this film. It looks great. I don't. What other stuff should I remember him from? Independence Day. Yeah, he's the president, right? right. Yeah. Yes. Is, is he going to be in the sequel? I hope so. I hope so. Should. He, should, so. he should still be president. Well, that I don't think that's constitutionally allowed. You know, only one Bill Pullman Looks term. Look you with all your American knowledge. Well, I, know, right? I figured you'd be like, independence what? <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah, you get like, here in Canada, you can be prime minister as long as you want, as long as people still like oh, you. Oh, wait, how about Spaceballs? He was in Spaceballs, right? Yeah, he's the Han Solo guy, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's Bill Pullman. Now, yep. Serpent in the Rainbow. <laughs> no, that's fine. It's a it's it's a it's a serious movie about voodoo and drug companies going to Haiti to find a drug that uh, could be used to advance anesthetics. Yeah. Um, because of course the the whole voodoo thing, like you know, burying people who are dead and then having them rise. And in this movie, it make it which is based on a true story, um, is about a drug. Or a poison, they say, that they use on their enemies to bury... And then they bury them, and they're technically buried alive. They wake up in the coffin and suffocate. It's very lovable. It's like, it's... I'm surprised they don't deal with this more often. Um, anyways, uh, he's there, and he gets involved in some shit, and, and stuff goes down. I did find out that this... You guys are big fans of doing... I don't know whether you're a big fan of this, or you're just doing it by accident. But this movie is based on a book that was authored by a Canadian... <laughs> who actually went to Haiti, and this is based on his... I think it's based on his adventures. Yes. Adventures, I mean... Uh, <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's, it's primarily based on his book, and I believe there's a lot of truth to the book. Mm-hmm. Though I think some of the stuff towards the end of the book has been uh, refuted. Well, yeah. yeah, because, I mean, his spirit animal, I think the guy said it, wasn't, it was not a jaguar. It was just cheaper to get a jaguar. Um, it might have been a tiger. I don't know. But, yeah, I'm joking. Uh, the end. Uh, Lou kept asking me, like, what did you think of the movie? What did you think of the end? And the whole first hour is great. 
it's it feels very it feels what it would be like to to be there uh, in Haiti dealing with this voodoo stuff and and it makes sense like if it, it works for people who don't believe in voodoo it's like okay it's a poison and it, this stuff exists lost has taught us that uh, that people can be buried alive um and in this film it, near the end uh basically bill pullman uses his spirit animal the jaguar um to conquer the voodoo um the guy the guy who's the dictator who's using voodoo to capture people's souls and what they do is they they break all the jars with the souls in it the souls escape and therefore help bill pullman and his uh, spirit animal the jaguar save the day um kind of falls apart at the end (laughs) yes it does like the first time i saw this was probably about 10 or 15 years ago sure and someone told me no 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 it's voodoo zombies you need to see this and i was like i don't know i've heard some cheesy things about it i don't know and then i sat down and i watched it in the whole first half of the movie i was like oh this is really good i really (laughs) like this yeah it's really good and then it gets to about the last 20 minutes and he starts smashing jars and spirit animals and i went Okay, what were they thinking? This is wicked cheesy all of a sudden. Well, I'm pretty sure the book doesn't end like that. It's just Wes Craven's like, okay, guys, we need to nightmare on Elm Street, this bad boy. You know, I'm surprised. (laughs) Almost like like a, how do we end this? Yeah, like, how do we end this that doesn't involve this guy leaving a third world country and making millions on new drugs? Like, hmm, probably don't want to go that route. I know, Jaguar spirit animal. Um (laughs) But it, and you know it's even got the trope where like we save the day and he's like walking away and all of a sudden like the bad guy pops back up and uh, yeah no I I enjoyed it and the ending was yeah it's typical eighties horror schlock like this terrible but how else would they have ended it you know yeah, yeah. and I was I was with Lou on this too like back in the day I was like oh you know voodoo zombie lore I love it you know like um, the original kind of you know where zombies came from origin story kind of thing and i was kind of with lou i was like this movie is actually really good you know yeah, it is good and, it, and it's not even it's still good like even even with the weird ending it's still yeah. good oh it's a it's a good watch and even the ending even though it's weird doesn't ruin the movie and the thing is though uh it's it's got it's not like zombies it's just people who have been emotionally scarred by being buried alive yeah. Like, no one yeah. actually dies. It's literally just people fall asleep and, and they wake up and they're underground. But the fact that this was made in the 80s means that all the effects are practical, except for the, you know, the spirit animal stuff. Um, <laughs> but, like, all the practical effects hold up. Like, the burying alive stuff is very well done to the point that, like, I got a little claustrophobic. It's, it's kind of creepy. It is, yeah. And, yep. And Bill Pullman, like... I don't know. Like, I guess we can spoil it. Like, it's an 80, it's a movie from the eighties. Yeah, but you're you're fine. <laughs> when he gets buried alive, and they're doing those effects, and he's tripping balls, and like he's like drowning in blood in the coffin. Like, I just, uh, it was it was creepy, and yeah. I highly recommend people check this movie out. My first experience with it was seeing the cover every time I went to the video store. Yeah. And the cover is a dude covered in like white face paint with like a with like a cross on his head and he's like half hanging out of a coffin and he's like screaming mm-hmm. and someone went, That's Bill Pullman and I went, No, it's not <laughs> And, yes, and then was. I watched it and I went, It is. Yeah. Holy shit. 
he turns into a zombie. It was good. I I'm glad I I saw it. And you know, I wonder maybe if I if my brother had rented it because he was on like during the summer he was on like a horror like back when Blockbuster's like yeah you rent like ten movies for like six bucks. Oh he, yeah, back in the day he'd just get a bunch of like horror movies, and I'm sure this one like made it across the the VCR. I just I never watched it, so I'm glad I watched it. It's good. Yeah, so uh, you you'd rate it a, a good watch for everyone. You think they should all kind of take some time if they haven't seen it to watch it? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I give it uh, I give it four z- severed zombie heads out of five. Why are they severed? Like the whole head? Because if they're no, like they're severed off the body. If you give them just the head and they're attached to the body, they could eat you. All right, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, you don't want to turn into a zombie. I I like our listenerships unzombified. All right, well, well then, Lou. You have a movie picked out for Ryan for next week, right? I do. What would uh, that movie be? I want Ryan to watch Night of the Comet. All right. All right. And as is tradition, I've Googled it. I'm looking at the images, the, and I'm going to judge it. 1985, uh-huh. 84, somewhere around that, right? Somewhere. There's a lot of red sky, a woman looking angry on a motorcycle, and some weird dude that looks like Leatherface in a cop hat. So yeah, oh I yep. remember this movie. Yeah, and, and it also has, it has Commander Chicote. No, I'm just kidding. It has Commander Chicote from Star Trek Voyager. Interesting. All right. Yeah, well, I, I remember this movie. Um, I don't think I was a fan. <laughs> we'll be back to talk about it next it's, week. It's, I guess it's weird, but it's I've always thought it was fun. Yeah, I, I'll have to maybe I'll rewatch this one with Ryan. But uh, we'll see. We'll see, Ryan. That's your task for next week. Night of the Comet. Uh, good luck finding it. I don't know where it's available. <laughs> I, neither do I. It, All right. on, it has been on Netflix until recently. I think it might have recently been. Now, that it, now that it pulled off, we said, uh, now you can watch it. Oh. Oh. Um, well, you know what? We might as well break it down. We, we should get into what we really came here to talk about. Don't you think? Yes. Yes. Puppies. What? Puppy? No, I was just kidding. Zombies ate my puppies. What? What? Oh, that you just ruined it. Yeah, <laughs> I did. All right, wow. night, everybody. Wow. <laughs> anyway, now that's a dark week's... Arnold Schwarzenegger this... movie I'd watch. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> <laughs> or no, John Wick, Keanu Reeves. John, that's the sequel. John Wick. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, guys, it's this week's season five, episode eleven of The Walking Dead. Like I said. Security is obviously important. In fact, there's only one resource more critical to our community's survival. The people. Together, we're strong. You can make us even stronger. The next picture you'll see inside the gates. Uh, Our community was first constructed... with rick here i hate it when people say community that's a good show though just really just really gets under my skin well you know the reason he did it and i didn't realize this until i kind of watched the the start a few times he he i think he was affected by by terminus like the way he's talking is like we're gonna eat you that's why people are important we're gonna eat you it makes us stronger oh yeah no and you know there's no doubt 
in anyone's mind that Rick does not trust a soul. And if you give him some canned goods, it doesn't matter if he's coming with you. He's taking it. They're his. <laughs> it's his canned goods. It's, it's his stuff. They ate six cans of soup. Um, something like that, right? So know. really, though, this episode overall I thought was really good. Um, yeah. I thought it was really good for a few reasons, and I'll just give you my brief overall kind of thought on it. What are uh, reasons? One is I love the conflict of characters with Michonne really stepping it up and really challenging Rick on decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, I loved the car scene. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. Um, where they're going through the horde of zombies, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, that. it really drills down, like, let's stick with that one for a bit, just on the, the zombie lore of driving a car through a horde of zombies. Any other type of zombie show shows that as a logical way to get through a horde. We'll just slam right through them. It'll be fine. In right. Walking Dead, whenever they try to do that, it really illustrates how bad an idea that is. Guts getting caught in things, the car breaking down... Like, that's the scene where Michonne's, like, clearing the car because it's, like, over... Like, they're clearing off the guts off of it, She's right? She's pulling a hand out of the radiator. <laughs> yeah, and and that right. is so practical, whereas other zombie <laughs> flicks are... They don't do that. Well, in, in, in real life, when you hit somebody, they usually... <laughs> oh, Chad. They Lou, usually... why do you know? <laughs> you could have said deer. <laughs> Sorry. Keep going. Good. I have never hit anybody with my vehicle. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you. Well... Not intentionally. Oh, God. <laughs> What's happening? Do I need to edit this out? Yeah. No, we don't. I'm just joking. Of course we know he's talking hypotheticals. Glad I'm on me. Anyway, when you do hit a, a, a person or an animal in front of you, they are notoriously known for going up over the hood and over into the windshield. Mm-hmm. When you hit a zombie, though, and it's a... De- a decaying corpse. Sure. It kind of just goes falls apart. Yeah. It yeah. falls apart. So you're not really getting the physical damage, you're getting the mess, which might be worse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um yeah, and uh lastly, I love um Aaron's character staying true to the comic books. Yeah, I hear he's a bit of a bit of a comical guy in the comics. Yeah. Um, it really kind of they picked the right actor to really portray that character because I think he does a great job, and um, it was so hard to watch that episode from previous week, um, and like all my friends were like, "That's the next big bad guy." But- I already, I can already tell he's such a bad guy. You know, like you're just like, um, yeah, okay. <laughs> Whereas for comic book fans, it's like, "Oh my god, it's Aaron." You yeah, know. you're like, oh, I know Aaron. Aaron, he's a good guy. It's yeah, not bad. It's kind of tough with shows like this to to watch a show and see like this character get introduced and not find out that, oh yeah, Aaron, that's the guy who does this, this, and this in the comic books. Or not, they don't spoil it. It's just like Aaron is this from the comic books, leading to Alexandria, leading yeah. to the next storyline that does not involve Aaron killing a bunch of. Uh, you know Rick's people, right? Right. And and I think that sort of ruins the tension of this episode because you kind of want to be on Rick's side. He's been through a lot, not trusting people, 
And this guy shows up and says, like, yeah, I've got a community. Look at these photos. Isn't this convenient? Like, look at our, our community. You need to come with me. I've got food. I've got applesauce. Uh, you know, it's just it's all too good to be true. And Rick's the only one that seems to know this or well, think this no. rather. And I, I actually don't fault Rick at all for anything oh, he gosh, did in no. this episode. And uh, you, you, you kind of look at it as an extreme. But at the same time, look what's happened to him. Okay. So he clears the prison. Um, runs into the governor in Woodbury, bad shit happens, right? Who originally was, you know, he's not an evil dude. He was he was kind of welcoming. I don't think it got into firing until, like, there was a confrontation. Now, of course, well, we knew the governor, like... He was the, always evil. He yeah. was always evil, but he didn't appear evil. And I know we're jumping around a lot, and we'll go linear in a bit, but there's a good scene where uh, they're saying, they're trying to, like, Michonne's, like, giving Rick shit, like, we gotta go why aren't we going why aren't we doing this the right way and he's like i don't want to bring my family into a community that i yeah. don't know about because we'll get up to those gates what did you hear at woodbury nothing what did you hear at terminus nothing and that moment such when he's, a strong moment it's a strong moment where he's like i don't want to go up there hear nothing and walk into another incident where my family's in danger and I mean, we'll talk about the ending when we get around to it, but it really addresses that scene yeah. and drives home that, no, this is good. This could have happened. Well, what, let's think about the last time they really had a safe area, I think, was Herschel's farm in season two. Yeah, because they didn't get there. And even then, Herschel's farm was very confrontational. The only reason they were allowed to you know, at least be there for the time being is because the guy's son shot Carl. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Good old Otis. But, um, yeah, so with this episode, we're basically – Aaron introduces himself, and as you heard, he gets a good right right hook, and he c- commends Rick for his good right hook. Yep. But the whole story is, like, he's convincing them, like, no, I've got enough of vehicles to get us there. we got to go to our camp. you got to be vetted. And Rick is very not trusting. And the, I think the only reason he goes through with it is because everybody else is just, like – well, we yeah. need this. We need this is too good to be. We need this. We need to make sure this works. Well, and that's the thing too. Like, and I don't know about you, Lou, but I'm thinking I'm watching Michonne stand up to Rick, and I'm going, "This is great kind of tension between the two characters." Like, this is Rick on that brink of never able to trust anyone again, and Michonne trying to reel him in and almost becoming a secondary leader, like a Daryl. You know, is that how you feel? Yes. I mean, no, it's, I, I, it's I think I, it's good, and it's good to see people stand up to Rick. Right. Yeah, no, it, I, I agree. It, it's good to see people stand up to Rick, and it's nice to see Michonne do that. Uh, but I wanted to see somebody else. I wanted to see somebody else stand up, and Daryl kind of just sides with Rick. Always. He, and I think he always will. I think he's always going to say whatever you say, boss, you know. Th- that seems to be his motif, and I was like, no, no, no. I want to see him kind of be like, no, I think I got to go with Michonne on this one. But no, he didn't. He was like, whatever, Rick. Well, they still, like, they may sway him towards actually testing Aaron's theory of, of going to this camp and being initiated, but he still he still gets his way with not following the exact route that Aaron wants to take. Like, they take a different route, which leads to our car conversation. Um but the funny thing is about this episode is that it all works out. Like, this isn't one of those episodes where it's like, oh, Rick's decisions have caused a tragic death. This is just like, yeah, it all 
kind of pans out. No one dies. Worst case scenario is Aaron's boyfriend, Eric, is, you know, breaks his ankle or something, I think it was. And that wasn't even Rick's fault. Well, uh, <laughs> no, you're, no, you're right. It's, um, it was fun because, uh, you know, you, you got that confrontation and Rick not trusting anyone. They're in that barn, which Daryl says smells like horse shit. Right. And, uh, you know, like, usually well, barns smell like some yeah, form of shit. They're, they're going to. Yeah. Um, so Rick's not trusting. He has the group go out, and then he has them go out and spot and look in different areas, which I thought was really smart. And because uh, the guy's got a flare gun, and Rick's immediate thought is, "Who are you calling here?" You know. And uh, I love the scene between Aaron and Rick in the barn, kind of going back and forth at each other. Aaron's trying to talk with a sense of reason to a guy he knows. You know, he like Rick just can't trust him, and like Aaron knows that, and is just trying to overcome it. And like, but at the same time, the the show does a great job of really making you doubt Aaron, because mm-hmm. you're, you're kind of like, well, why would a guy like this be so genuine and so nice, you know? Yeah, I think that I really think this episode is more tense if you're not if you're not a comic book reader and you're actively not looking. Like, I look into it because I think it's important to know this these pieces of information to do the show. But um, I think if you're not a comic book reader and you're not like actively looking into who, the, who these characters are. I can imagine someone saying, oh, man, what's Alexandria? And right away searching Alexandria, Walking Dead, and having, like, the next two seasons spoiled, you know? Oh, I know, right? Which I did yeah. not do. I, I know very small basics. That's it. The the thing, too, that I think they did with um, Aaron that really was clever, I can't remember if it was while he was alone with Rick or if it was with the group, but, like, they're waving guns around and they're cuffed him and they've got him tied up and like he's not panicked or upset at all and somebody makes a comment about no one like something like like in other words he's not panicked and his answer was was truly genius before the before all this happened i used to work in third world countries with some kind of medical unit or something and he's like oh, an NGO. i'm used to yeah. uh, 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 i'm used to people pointing guns in my face yeah. and i was like that's a really clever way to make a character that goes out and recruits people yeah and like not only that i love the dialogue between them cuz he says um you know, I've had people throw guns in my face, and he's like, I can tell who's good people and who are bad people. And he's like, I know you won't kill me because you're good people. And I love Rick's response when he says, yeah, we might be good people, but I'll still shoot you. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, uh, he describes it a little more like I'm going to put oh, a yeah. knife in the knife base of base. your skull. Yeah. Like, that's uh, dark. I also love the um, the banter between him when uh, Aaron's like, when he says, I don't trust a man who gets punched in the face and smiles. And he goes, what about a guy that drops water off in the middle of the street for you? And like yeah. it, the camera zooms to the water that they took with them. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Aaron, this guy is pretty smart. You know, he's intelligent. I'm sure he's had worse things done to him. Like, And I mean, he follows the group. He tracks them. and But that that's the thing, though, like that we're forgetting. Like we don't know the timeline of Morgan. But if Morgan is tracking Rick... And Aaron was tracking Rick. Is Morgan part of the Alexandria commu- community as well? And is another recruiter maybe? Nah, I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> I know. I, I, I'm sorry, I, listeners, for like you know throwing hypotheticals out there. You know when Lou answers, it's a genuine I doubt it. <laughs> but when Bob answers, you gotta be careful. You gotta listen to his tone because he is a comic <laughs> reader, and I know Morgan's so, a character. 
So here's the thing, too. Uh, I love um, – so so Aaron basically tells him once they find the, the, the cars that Aaron told them and everything like that, they, they grab and bring them back. Um, they get the canned food, and Rick goes, these are mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't care if we go with you or not. I just can't get over that. It was like such a fourth-grade bully type of thing, you know? Like he's got to show his dominance over Aaron, like – but it also shows how abused and beat up they are. Yeah. The fact that he felt the need to do it. You know, Rick two seasons ago would have been like, we're keeping these, but we'll still follow you. Yeah. Now you he's know like, what I mean? I don't give a shit about you, he, but I'm going to eat your food. And that's yeah. the thing is I think this episode is just really setting up our survivors for the next episode when they're in this supposed safe community, right? And they're trying to deal with not having to be vicious survivors, but just human beings, right? Yeah, well, it's going to be fun to watch them adjust to the life of, like, they're not going to be able to trust anyone still, you know? Like, they're going to be in a gated community that could be the safest thing they've ever been into, and they're still going to have that fear and that doubt in their mind where they don't know what's going on. Right. I love that. I love that. And, like, you know what? So they go on this road, too, which is great, and, you know, Aaron's like, take 16. Rick's like, we'll take the other way, 29 or whatever it was. It was uh, 6 versus 23, I believe. Something like that. And Aaron's like, all right, don't go that way. We cleared this way. And Rick, being true Rick self throughout this entire episode, is like, we'll go this way. (laughs) Well, because, uh, yeah, again, he's worried that they're leading them into a a trap. trap, right? But what I don't understand is, like, I (laughs) I know he's skeptical, but, like, and I know you have to be careful, but what would this Aaron character have to take from them? Like they don't. All they have is maybe a little bit of ammunition and guns. Like, I don't know. And even then, they they their supplies are next to nothing. Yeah, but you know what though, guys? They were just used as food. You remember that? Oh yeah. No, they were just they were just brought into a place where they were going to be eaten. There's all sorts of stuff going on. Yeah. Like I said, I don't blame him at all. I don't blame him either. I love the fact that everything Aaron said, Rick's like, do the opposite. Aaron should have said, let's take Highway 23. I know, right? He would have been like, uh, let's go 23. And Rick would be like, we'll go 6. And Aaron goes, Whew. Yeah. Um, but, so, yeah, insert the greatest car scene ever. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if it was because it was a little extra artsy or not, but they start going through this road, and, like, of course, they're skeptical. Everything leads up to Aaron being so skeptical. Like, he's got license plates in his car. And he's like, oh, yeah, I wanted to collect all 50 states. And everyone's like, and then Michonne's like, hey, where are all the people in all your pictures? He's like, oh, I tried to get them, but it didn't develop right. And then you're like, oh, okay, Aaron. Yeah. And then and then Rick's like, like a parabolic dish. He's like, yeah, I was listening to you. Like completely admits it. He's like, yeah, I was following you. I was listening to everything you guys said. Now they're all like, what is this? And Rick's all paranoid. And then Glenn decides to hit 17 walkers in his car. Well, that's the thing is that it, as they were conversing, it's like, oh, gosh. Is this the moment where it's like, screw you, comic book readers, Aaron's evil, and they're about to be ambushed? Like you said, they did a really good job of playing with the emotions of comic book readers. You just didn't know. You were kind of like, even I, as a comic book reader, was like, what are they doing with this guy? You know? Is it going all Game of Thrones where George R.R. Martin just said, uh, people are going to die in the show that don't die in the books? And you're like, what? (laughs) Um, Yeah. But uh, yeah, so you're, you're sitting there and you're watching this car scene. Glenn hits a couple zombies, and all of a sudden you look in front of him, there's just zombies everywhere. And you're like, oh my god, what are they going to do? And Glenn just keeps going, man. <laughs> He's like, oh, we'll just, we'll just make a path. We'll, we'll just make weather a path. through it. And, uh, 
the greatest part of this is there's the subtle um I love like the overhead view where the headlights are all of a sudden bright red now. Yep. As it, as you're looking down in the car because they just splattered yep. so many zombies and like it's just it looks amazing. It feels amazing. It's so intense and you're like this is an awesome scene, you know? It's an awesome scene throughout an episode that's very slow. It is slow. It's like really until this point you uh, you until this point you're under the thought of up oh, here we go it's going to be another episode that's all deep in thought and it's like nope you're going to get an action sequence and it's going to be one you'll never forget yeah and it's good a lot of zombies too a lot of zombies yeah. um there was i think uh 143 if i counted correctly wow you uh yeah. you went back i'm just kidding no, um I, and then sure. you know once they get off the road uh there's a lot of there's like the forest scene where they're running around in the oh the crop or whatever like it looked like almost like a cornfield kind of yeah it's just it's a really good episode and it was awesome it was and zombies coming up all around you you feel intense like you see glenn getting separated you're like oh my god they're all getting separated again and then they kind of meet up and like you said it uh just a cool way to it ends with them all being back together i love aaron's reaction when the flare goes off and he just kicks that door open yeah, because and he, runs. Yeah, he's but at first you're like, "Shit, bad things are happening," and then at the end you realize, "No, he's worried about Eric." You know, like he's yeah. he thinks something's wrong with Eric, and nothing matters more to this guy in the world than Eric. Yeah, and right. uh, once you have kind of put all that information together, you're kind of like, "This is a really good guy," <laughs> you know? Like yeah, like like the, at this at after that point, there is the scene where when they meet up with Eric. And everybody's safe and everybody's okay. And Aaron makes some kind of comment like, yeah, I'm going to go in the other room with Eric. And Rick makes a comment like, no, no, you got to sleep over there. And everybody kind of gives Rick a, a look like, really? Dick move, Rick. He just Rick. saved us. Uh, he would, uh, I think at this point, he definitely earned this. Huge douchebag. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> even I, who agreed with Rick until this point, went, yeah, you know, you got to give him that. Yeah, it, uh, was, it, was, it was a big douchebag of him to do that. And the Eric, or Rick, or Aaron says, you know, the only way you're stopping me from being with Eric right now is shooting me. And he basically walks. And, and Glenn's like, hold on, Aaron. He will probably shoot you. Yeah, Let me yeah, just. Wait, 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 Rick, hold on. <laughs> yeah, Rick, just it let him, you know. Because Rick I almost had that look, too, of, all right. <laughs> all right, I guess you want to be shot. Doug. Yeah. Uh, you still have my applesauce. <laughs> yeah. The food's mine. <laughs> still, uh, still my can. Yeah, but anyway, the, the whole episode kind of leads to this point where we find Rick basically said to Michonne, like, I'll make my decision if I want to join the community when I'm outside the walls, based on his conversation about Woodbury and Terminus. And there's this great scene, a close-up of Rick's eyes, just like super alert, super upset with the world. And yep. you, hear, trust. you hear nothing. And then what you hear is this faint sound of children playing. Laughter. Yeah, Legitimate children, laughter. children playing and having fun. And his eyes just soften and his mood clears. And it's like... And he smile, and Michonne smiles at him. That's the biggest thing. Like him and Michonne are in the car together, and at first you hear silence, right? For like a good like two or three seconds, I would say. Yeah. You're like, uh oh, Rick's gonna get paranoid. And then you hear the kind of the laughter kind of coming into the ears a little bit, and you're like, what's this? <laughs> and uh, 
I love that scene between Rick and Michonne where she just kind of smiles at him. And It's a first for the show, you know? Like, we have not had one of these, like, welcoming, good vibe-type scenarios where they're getting out of their car and being like, well, we made it. And I know it, the show is going to introduce shit hitting the fan pretty soon. Of but course. It wouldn't be The Walking Dead It wouldn't, it. yeah. But we're going to get a good, solid episode, episode and a half probably, of just rick enjoying or not enjoying but rick adapting to this comfort you know i think we get more than two episodes i think we're gonna get the rest of the season them learning to adjust to their new environment and maybe i think we'll still get action because obviously zombies still show up at gates people need to go out and get supplies that sort of thing. So I think we'll still see those aspects, but I think the next few episodes are all going to be about them adjusting to the light, to mm-hmm. their new life. I think season finale, we get more of them adjusting, and then midway through the episode, we get revealed to a new bad guy, and it ends with something about the new bad guy threatening their new lifestyle. I, that 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 is a very slow prediction, though, and I think we didn't think they were going to get to Alex. Five episodes, four or five episodes. That's, that's pretty that's, slow, though, that's, man. That's three episodes yeah. of them adapting to their new. Well, think about how many slow episodes we've had since they came back. Well, not many. Like we're already at Alexandria, and it's only three episodes in, and they but, they did spend an entire episode killing Tyrese. I'll give you that. <laughs> you know. But yeah. Hey, I have a question too. Okay. Um, Rick hit a gun halfway through that episode too while they were driving there. Yeah, I mean, again, just further illustrating that the, these people no just, trust, right? No trust. So, how far off do you think that gun is from where they are? I don't know. It just seems kind of weird because he's going to keep his guns on him, right? Well, he figures just, if he can get out, he can just get a gun and then. I guess so. Yeah, it just kind of seemed off to me. I wonder if that's going to come back for us. Um, I. I- I think that's going to be a huge thing, but I don't think it will play into effect until probably another two or three episodes. I I think what you're going to end up seeing, um, really, is um, you're going to get some drama and some tension right away in um, in Alexandria. Yeah, the next episode, I agree, Lou, is going to definitely be the adjustment episode. And it's not – you're right. Like this isn't something they can adjust to right away. But I think it might be a combination like Bob said where it's like, okay, you're safe. You're here. But, you know, there are still assholes out in the world and we've got assholes to deal with. It's not just about surviving. It's also about protecting what's ours. Or right? it could also be, hey, yeah, thanks for coming to Alexandria. We have our own issues that we're trying to deal with too. Yeah, like um, there could be a reason they recruited Rick. Like, they're survivors. They're warriors. Like, maybe they need just, more warriors. There's a lot of possibilities out there for Alexandria. I, I'm expecting they're going to adjust for the first half of the next episode, and the next half of that episode is going to be some conflict and tension between characters within Alexandria. And, well, uh, I, I, I'm not saying that I don't see that. I'm just saying I don't see them back on the road by the end of the season. Oh, I, I agree. I don't think they're going anywhere for another season and a half. Alexandra is probably here to stay. If Really? I th- I think so. Like this is a solid like look what they did with the prison. Like Well, comic book wise, they they meet a lot of good characters at Alexandria and um they spend some time there. So, it makes I, sense. I mean, I don't think they're going to burn this place to the ground like in the next 
season. Like I, again, I'm not a comic book reader. I just feel like the way they're setting this up, it's it's a good opportunity to give them a home base that that survives. It's a unless that thing falls from inside. I don't know. I don't know. I I hope I'm. I don't really need them to be out on the road to have. Yeah, a we, good show. we need a, we need a little bit of a, a hopeful couple episodes. Yeah, that, that's what I think. As I think that if they don't give us episodes with some hope, sure there will be some drama, there'll be some conflict. But if we don't see a better side of humanity, I, I think the show will start driving viewers away if they don't start giving the viewers a little bit more hope than they have been. Yeah, we'll see. I, I think you're right. I think we are going to get some sunny sunshine for a couple episodes. Yeah. Well, you know what, guys? If you're listening to this and you have your own ideas, um, you can go ahead and email the show or uh, visit us on the website, zombiesatemypodcast.com. Much like Pete did, uh, he went to the website and he wrote, great episode. I don't know if he's talking about us or The Walking Dead. I'm going to go with us. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he wrote just a few points. I don't think the boy who bit Tyrese was Noah's twin. I think it was one of his twin brothers based on what he said. On the way there. Okay, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll address that right now. That was a mistake that I made. I it was uh, like that was weird... what we. That's what. That's what I. That's what it be. I. I meant when I said it was one of the kids. Yeah, yeah. it was a weird. I said it was. It was a, one of the twins, I think, but it wasn't yeah. Noah's twin. His but anyways, twin, correct? His twin brothers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess uh, you're right. It was his twin brother. He has two twin yeah. brothers, but not his two twin, twin brothers. Brother. Right. Right. All right, Bob. Sorry. Keep keep on rocking. Okay. Sorry. Uh, we'll get back to you, Pete. Here, and uh, I'd also like to know why no one's talking about the dismembered limbs at Shireworld or the zombie torsos in the truck. Uh, seems like there's got to be more of a story behind that. Is that a comic thing or something new? Um, I think that is going to have. That's, that's something gonna... new. Uh, I will. I'll say that right away. Uh, there's. Well, I mean. Oh. Okay. We'll just go with something new. Yeah. Uh, I. I. I know what you're. You're troubled with but it is it is new from what i understand and i think yeah. it'll have to do with the big bad coming up related to alexandria that's my prediction yeah we'll see he's also uh getting pretty tired of rick taking the entire group into these new communities you think they would have learned their lesson at terminus uh but he did the same thing at the hospital why not leave daryl and a few others outside in case things go bad not a bad point um Love what Carol said. You were wrong this time, but you were still right. That's true, man. The Pete, you're absolutely right. I love how she kind of supports him in that way of saying, thanks for being cautious with us. We all appreciate it, you know? Yeah. Um, he also wrote, lastly, you might have covered in a previous episode, but what's your favorite zombie-themed board games? <laughs> I have Twilight Creations, excellent zombies uh, tile lane game, but I'm looking for something new and fun. And, uh, again, great podcast episode. Looking forward to hearing a breakdown of this uh, last episode of The Walking Dead. I'd also like to say before we answer the question, um, that nod to Dale was awesome in this episode. Did you guys notice that? No, what? I did not. Uh, when Glenn, when he asked him when he, when the battery dies, and of course, oh uh, the battery dies. Oh yeah, yeah. And he makes a reference to like, yeah, I know where there's a spare. He goes, I know where there's a spare, and uh, Abraham's like, where? And he flips it open to the side compartment, and Abraham's like, how'd you know that'd be there? And Glenn just smiles. That's a nod to Dale, because you remember yes, that relationship. You forget about yep. these relationships oh, right. that these guys had. Um, yeah. You know, they, they, like, Dale and Glenn were really, really close to each other. Yeah. And uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun to kind of see that little nod there, you know, to a past character. Oh, yeah. Okay, I missed that. That's actually really good. Yeah. But um, as far as uh, Pete's question goes, um, I don't know if you've ever played Pandemic, the board game. I once saw it on an episode of, uh, what's that, Will Wheaton YouTube channel? Will Wheaton's... Uh, table- tabletop? Yeah. Yep. I uh, played that game. It's good. 
it, Pandemic is a lot of fun. If you haven't played it, definitely pick it up. Yeah, Pandemic's good. It's about like you play as, uh, you know, I think it's probably like classic two to six players where you play as different types of world leaders slash doctors slash scientists type people. And you're yeah. trying to stop the spread of the zombie virus. And um, yeah, it's really neat. There's also uh, a, a Walking Dead game as well. There, there is. Yeah. I have a recommendation though Ooh, that is ahead. not is not is not easy to find. Mm. Um, well, it's you can find it on Amazon. Uh, it's called Last Night on Earth. Okay. And one player is the zombies, and the other players are the survivors trying oh, to escape. Oh yeah, I've and, seen that game. And it's very fun. It's very quick paced. And it's not what you'd think it would be. And the um, the team that does it, it's something Frog Games or something like that. I can't remember the exact company. But they make like nine or ten expansions to it. It's really popular in – I believe they're a British company. It's really popular over there. But they've imported a bunch of it over here to the U.S. I have a copy of that somewhere. Yeah. That's, that I've never played, but that looked like a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Uh, until the Zombies Ate My Podcast board game comes out, definitely try those, Pete. Oh, man. Could we have our own board game? Yeah. Um, we could try. <laughs> sure. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for the uh, the website feedback, Pete. Really appreciate that. Awesome questions, too. And, um, you know, you're right, you're right on there with us. And, uh, I mean, I, I feel all your questions there. So we also had some Facebook questions. Uh, feedback didn't we ryan we did from the lovely barry uh barry new uh new <laughs> liker lovely ah, everyone's lovely in my books right. um the, uh, new liker on facebook you can find our show facebook.com slash zombies my podcast and leave a post just like barry did he said i think we've already seen the actor to portray the next big bad in the walking dead in the flashback scene at the end of no sanctuary season five episode one portrayed by nelson bonilla and credited as terminus guard he was seen as the lead guard that entered the freight car containing Gareth and Mary, Andrew Northwest, and Denise Crosby. And he went all out. Uh, also, I found yeah. the eating of the feral dogs an interesting bookmark in the underlying survival storyline that was preceded by similar bookmarks in Finding Dog Food in Season 3 and uh, where Carl eats the can of pudding. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I think that this show um, likes to foreshadow and likes to – you know kind of like lead lead you so like they're eating dog food and then all of a sudden they're eating like feral dogs and but it's also a fact of like survival right they're they're eating what they need to eat and um well i think the feral dogs were more an example of showing you how far they they've they've gone and and how far society has changed because you don't see packs of feral dogs and in modern society, you'd just shoot the dogs if a back of feral dogs showed up and you were out in the woods and you had a gun. You'd shoot them to protect yourself. And it's more than that with this. It was, well, we're shooting them to protect ourselves, but that's dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I And in terms of the um, Nelson Bonilla theory, like that theory has been popping up a lot where they feel like, oh, you know, they snuck in a cameo of who's actually going to be the big bad and – I think I think Gareth kind of took care of all those guards. Like he if he's the guy I'm thinking of where he like punches Gareth and basically tells him how yeah. all the horrible things he's doing to his people, like they eat him. Probably they, they he's one of the 
Well, not only that, there's the it, it might even be the same guy that's in the train car that they kept in there as like the crazy guy. Like, yeah, that was another theory people had. They thought he might come back. You know, the guy in the train car is is some big bad. But again, like I think I think with these big bads, like they're good at keeping the casting a secret. I think that there's an issue with them being the big bad guys that I'm not sure. uh, I think they've traveled so much Mm -hmm. that they've now they've left Atlanta finally in Georgia (laughs) and they've they're like five states away now. Yeah, the chances of that terminus guard being there are slim. In that if if that's what happens is that's who they run into, then they're they're. It just it doesn't seem predict. It seems too predictable. Agreed. They've gone too far. They shouldn't be somebody that follows them across five states. The big bad is going to be new. Yeah, uh, that's what I think. And this terminus guard, like even if you try to like pin it as like, oh, he's got a thing against Rick. Like <clears throat> that terminus guard had a thing against Gareth, and I'm sure Gareth, you know, flossed him out of his teeth. So. Um, I don't know if that's it, – it's a solid nod. Like it's it, it's really interesting with these types of shows to kind of like dig deep and try to find hints because we're all so invested in it. But I, I think that um, you know whoever the next big bad is, it's it's going to be a prison moment where they, they cast him and it's going to be a nod at the end of this season. Like or else we would have heard something I think at this point. I don't know. I feel like <clears> – <throat> We all think the next big bad guy is going to be Negan, right? Like that's who comes up next. Yeah, I mean, like, elephant in the room. Yeah, everybody thinks it's Negan. Everybody, but but I don't know, man. Like and like they're kind of foreshadowing a couple of things here and there. But I still go back to that episode in season three, I think, where Morgan told Rick that he saw people wearing dead people's faces, and kind of start thinking about. And this isn't really a huge spoiler, but in the comic books, the new bad guys, the Whisperers. Mm-hmm. Um, who actually go around in zombie skin and go around that way, I feel like they might be coming out before Negan. I don't know why. It's just kind of how I feel. I don't know. And that's why maybe Morgan's following him because he knows these guys. But I don't know, man. There's so much stuff yeah. going on. We'll see. We got way too much stuff going on. Oh, yeah. Jam-packed episode once again, folks. All right. And uh, Ryan... I'm going to go ahead and make you tell people where they can find us, email us, write us, look at us, talk to us, Mm -hmm. and maybe even like us. Yes. Well, if you want to uh, find all of our content, go to zombiesatemypodcast.com. Email us like uh, a lot of fine folks have done in the past, info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at zombiespodcast. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash zombiesatemypodcast. Um, you know, subscribe on YouTube, plus one us on Google+. Plus. We post to all those fantastic places. If you want to follow individual hosts, you can follow myself at R. Murphy, Lou is at Busy Zombie Lord, and Bob is at Bobbert F. Finally, a quick shout-out to Sir Joel Duggan uh, for all the awesome artwork he's happily provided. I don't know if he was <laughs> – I'm sure he was happy he about not, it. He may not have been happy, but yeah, who knows? I think he was happy. He was – he was. He thought – I think he thought it was fun to work on some zombie stuff. So you can find more of his great work at joelduggan.com. Yeah, and go ahead and – did you mention Alpha Geek at all? Did you oh, say that? Well, you know what? We're also on Alpha Geek uh, on the 24-hour stream. Not that I'm trying to tell you how to do your job. Well, you know, I did miss it, and I did bold it. I should have had it. Uh, <laughs> Channel 3, and again, folks, uh, this will probably be the last time I remind you find people that uh, 
we do have the capability to record this live Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern and um, or around that time after Citadel Cafe. So if you're interested, let us know. We might just do it. We could do it. Well, thanks, Joel Duggan, for the artwork that you happily provided. <laughs> <laughs> and, Unhappily. Uh, I don't you know. You know what? I think uh, we'll wait for some more listener feedback because you guys rock. Thank you for all the feedback. And uh, until then, for myself... For Ryan and for the busy zombie lord himself, this has been Zombies Ain't My Podcast. Thanks for listening. This is weird because I don't have a bad zombie joke. I know something else is coming. Got some we got some Walking Dead trivia here, boys. <clears throat> I got this lovely box of Walking Dead trivia cards that I'm going to pick at random. Is it TV show or comic book related? It uh, looks like it's mostly TV show related. Okay, good. Perfect. Um, <clears throat> some look pretty easy, and some are actually ridiculous. I'm going to ask each of you guys one question each. Okay. Uh, I'll give Ryan the easy ones. Ryan. In season three of The Walking Dead, who kills many of the residents of Woodbury after they refuse to fight? Do you want do you want your options or do you no, know this? The governor. It is A the governor. Yes. You don't Weird. need the A there. But uh Lou. In season okay. in season two of The Walking Dead, how many walkers right. are in Herschel's barn? I'll give you the, the numbers here, because that's kind of a ridiculous question. Yeah. A forty six, B fifteen, or C five. I want to say 15. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Well, you are right, sir. 15 is correct. I think 46 was a little ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, no, I was thinking, I was like, I know that there was a lot of zombies. How big is that barn? <laughs> but, yeah, I was like, 46, the barn, like, they don't notice that there's zombies in the barn for, like, a couple of episodes. I feel like if there was 46 zombies in the <laughs> barn, that'd be like, people would notice. <laughs> well, you guys answered the first questions right. Good start to the new zombie trivia game.